Welcome to the Life is for Everyone podcast. Our purpose is to educate, activate, and transform. We post a new podcast every Monday and Wednesday. Prepare to be enlightened, encouraged, challenged, and fired up, ready to go as you listen to today's podcast. Welcome back to the Life is for Everyone podcast. My name is Grace Youngson, and I am so excited and honored to have Carrie Pickett on with me today. Thank you so much for coming on. You are so welcome. It is an honor to be on. Thank you. Um, So before we get into it, I want to open in prayer as always. So Lord, we just give you this time. We thank you that everything that Carrie um, has to say, that people who are listening, their hearts are open, that the Holy Spirit is just speaking through this conversation and that it changes people's hearts and um, is just so transformative. We thank you, Lord, for this time and we're just so blessed. Amen. 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 So to give Carrie Pickett a little introduction, um, although I think a lot of people listening to this will know who Carrie is. <laughs> Carrie is like awesome. She's like the superwoman here at Caris. Um, she's amazing. Uh, Carrie's been a missionary in Russia for several years, now back in America. She's a mom, she's a wife, and she's the vice president of Caris Bible College and Andrew Work Ministries International. Yes. So, wow. Um, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, I am a very ordinary girl. I think that's, you know, one of the things that really influenced me when I was growing up. I was reading about all these missionaries and, you know, great people. And I saw in their stories they were ordinary people yeah. that God used in extraordinary ways. Yes. And I saw a, a description about a woman the other day and I thought, oh, I like that. I want to say that. I'm just an ordinary girl with a really worn Bible. <laughs> and so I was like, it. oh, I like that. I've marked, I have a marked <laughs> up Bible. And so that's, yes. that's about myself. I'm the oldest of six kids, wow. born and raised in Colorado, Colorado native. I grew yes. up as a farmer, rancher in a small community. Yes. Uh, I was homeschooled, uh, graduated yeah. from that, very active in my church growing up, and uh, just knew that I was called to be a missionary and a minister from a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. And so God just orchestrated different things with homeschool and church and the way I was raised. Um, then to come to Karis Bible College mm-hmm. in its infancy and was birthing. <laughs> um, so I think the first four years of the college I came uh, and then graduated in 1999. Wow. And then I, um, I went to Russia to be a missionary. And so um, that's kind of that first chunk of my life. Yes. And that was so important to discovering who I was, what God called me to, who He was within me, mm-hmm. and then understanding the message mm. of who He was and how to communicate it. That really happened in Bible school. And that was kind of that first section. And then after that, um, then getting on the field and in ministry and then this whole other section emerged so yes yeah so that's a that's the first part of me <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome um i love how you said as well like you're just an ordinary girl which i don't think you are but <laughs> but at the same time you know everyone is ordinary without god mm-hmm. and it's god that makes us Very something well special and so um yeah that's really awesome and and that i feel like your life is such a testimony of just fully surrendering to God Mm. and it's definitely an inspiration to me and seeing how God, uh, you know, there's that scripture in Proverbs 16 which says, happy is the man who trusts the Lord. Yes. And so how God just brings so much joy and blessing 
to a life surrendered to him. So, Amen. It's true. Um, so you mentioned this, but one of the coolest things about your life story so far is that you went out to Russia to be a missionary by yourself at mm -hmm. 21 years old. Yes. Um, you're a real go-for-it kind of person, and I really believe this is an attitude that God wants us as believers to live out so much more, is just going for things. Yeah. Um, can you share some inspiration on just going for things and um, that would inspire the audience? Yeah. So I did. I went out to Russia. I had just turned 21. So I graduated Bible school. I had just um, gone out. And I think, you know, when people say, you know, what, it, what does it take to be a go-getter? Well, I'm not saying that, that you never have questions or you never have fear or there's not challenges or blockades that might be in your way, like there's something you want to do. But I think what's even bigger than looking at the blockades or, oh my gosh, and this or that or whatever, it's saying, did I hear God? Mm. And there's strength in obedience. Mm. There's courage in obedience. There's provision in obedience. Yeah. And there's adventure in obedience. And like, if you just see obedience as like the thing that takes everything out of the way, mm. um, the fear, the doubt, the unbelief, it's like, you know what, I can, I can let that consume me or I can just... No, I know God, yep. know that He loves me and He only calls me to good things. Mm. And therefore, if He's telling me to do it, then I just obey. Yep. And then the rest is up to Him. The finances, the bill, the provision, the block. Yep. It, like That's your job. My job is to obey. Mm. And God can't make us obey. God can take care of literally everything else mm. in our path yep. or situations. He can literally touch everything, but He can't force us to mm. move. So that's why obedience is really actually a gift to God. Mm. It's this precious like way you love God. It's just saying, mm. God, I, I don't know, but I'm gonna go for it because you said it, and so I'm gonna obey you. Yeah. And so it's just, that's just, and to me, I think that is so important. So I, I think if people can just say, you know what? I know that I'm loved of God, and I know He's not gonna call me into anything mm. that He's not going to do. And so I said this a lot about the mission field I say this about Bible college, you know, I say this about a lot of things, but you know, God's will, God's bill. Yep. And I think that gives you kind of a, it gives you like this confidence attitude. Mm. Now there's humility realizing that as I step into this, oh dear Lord, I'm going to need you every step <laughs> of the way because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> but man, I'm going to do this because my God is good. And like, yes. it, I think that it comes back to your personal relationship with God. Mm. And if you have that as your foundation, then the confidence, the boldness, the identity, the courage, you know, and then the revealed provision and wisdom mm -hmm. and opportunity always comes after that. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. I love how you kept it so simple that it's just about obedience. If God's telling you to do something, you do it and He covers the rest of it. And that really comes back to trust because to obey, you have to trust that He's gonna take care of you. Yeah. And I love how you touched on that and just about relationship with God. And I actually wanna hit on that next, but I also just wanna say, I think uh, one of the greatest ways that we get to know God is through obedience mm -hmm. and then through seeing Him like working in our lives. Yeah. Um, whenever you speak in class, you always give such an amazing reminder that everything in life comes back to relationship with God. Can mm -hmm. you just share a bit more on how important that is? Well, I think that, especially when you're talking about life mm -hmm. and you know whether that's your education, your your family, your status, your finances, your sexuality, anything mm. has to have a source. Mm. And so it can be the world, it can be your family, or it can be God. Mm. 
And so that's why God calls us to himself because he's the only source. This is why I like John chapter 15. Um, In verse one, it talks about Jesus says, I am the true vine. Yeah. And boom, right there, there's so much. Like, I could teach on that all day. Um, Because there's other vines that tell you that they're your source. Mm. And you got to get this education if you want to be successful. So you're saying that that college and that degree is your source. Yeah. Or, you know, your family. Like, if if you ever move away, you're never going to make it. Mm. This is where you're planted. This is who loves you. You know, like, so then you're like, oh, well, they're my source. Or Mm. you get married and it's like, if they ever left me, if they ever, like, I, I would fall apart you know Mm. and so you can make all kinds of things and people a source Mm. and for a while you can seem like you're finding identity there but um, people change the world changes concepts change everything's good until it's not Mm. but the one thing that's unchanging is God yeah I'm the God who never fails I'm the God who never changes I'm the God who never lies Yes. Oh my gosh, there's dozens of scriptures in the word that talk about that. And so yes. from there, then when he says his word is actually the Bible, all of those promises are attached to him, which means that if I get in the word and I make that my foundation and I make that my source, then everything gets spoken to and everything lives off of like a trampoline. I, yeah. if, my kids have a trampoline, so they'll take <laughs> stuff and they'll like take snowballs and they throw it on the trampoline <laughs> to see how much is it going to splatter, yeah. but if they can make a really nice tight one. <laughs> and they hit that on that trampoline and th- then they hits the trampoline, but then what happens? It explodes and goes psh, over everything. Yeah. That's exactly what we do with our lives. Man, we just, we throw our lives upon the word of God mm-hmm. and say, Lord, I'm throwing everything upon you. And then you watch how God can multiply and just mm-hmm. increase and overflow whatever we drop onto him. Yeah. And let it touch. He can then multiply it and literally mm. bounce it out and reflect himself out of our life in all these amazing ways. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I couldn't have done yes. that. There's no way I could have done that. No, because you you threw it on you threw it on the Lord and He has this this character, if you're thinking back to the trampoline, the character that can take something yes. and propel it into more than just the natural realm, into the supernatural realm. Yeah. And so I, that's why I always bring things back to relationship with God, because everything else, even though it might seem good at the time, mm-hmm. is a false source. Yeah. He's the only, I am the way, yeah. I am the truth, I am the life. And so yeah. if you just make it that simple, then you keep bringing things to the table for him mm-hmm. to you know, touch and transform. Yeah. That is so good. And that's honestly such an exciting life to live, to Mm -hmm. be able to give things to God and see him do something with it. And like you said, like you couldn't plan that yourself. You couldn't do that yourself. And he takes the natural and just makes it supernatural. Like that's the most exciting thing to get to live it and see it and experience it. Amen. So I would also like to talk on, this is something I'm super passionate about, and I think this is also something that is at the root of um, the problems in our culture today, Mm. is people not knowing their identity. Yes. So could you speak a little bit about identity, what our true, where our true identity is found, and Mm -hmm. also how important that is as believers that we know that to walk out what God's called us Mm. to do? Yeah, I'm really passionate about this topic because 
When we become born again, when you say, where do we find that identity? This is why I teach so much on spirit, soul, and body and talk about salvation because it says the oldest passed away, behold, all has become new. Now we're called sons of God. Now we're translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Now we've been given this position in Christ and the spirit of God came to live with inside of us. All of that's about identity. All yes. of that's about position. And if then you know, then you start to act out of that position. That's mm-hmm. why the enemy hates salvation. That's why enemy hates discipleship. Mm-hmm. Because not only did you come into a new position, he'd love to stay, have you stay ignorant. Yeah. So if we come into salvation, we're now in a new position, but then we start to learn like, uh-huh, wait a minute, I don't have to live like that anymore. Wait a minute, I have authority over this. Like, oh, he's like, oh, he hates discipleship. That's why I'm so dedicated to taking off the devil. You know, I'm gonna disciple everybody. So, um, because when they find their identity, they find out who they really are. Mm -hmm. They stop looking at their past or they stop looking at their status. Mm -hmm. I'm a woman, I'm a man, I have an education, I have a degree, I'm poor, I'm rich, I'm black, I'm white, I'm, you know, I I failed, I've succeeded. They stop looking at those things as identity Mm -hmm. and they start looking instead as positional Mm -hmm. and truth wise and then they start to have actions and reflections based off of that. And that's why I believe the enemy is so after identity. Mm -hmm. He's trying to, whether it's about gender, whether it's Mm -hmm. about sexuality, whether it's about race, Mm -hmm. whether it's about education, whether it's about, you know, being a man or being a woman and how people listen to me and, you know, equality. He's trying to make, instead of being truly like we're all God's children, red and yellow, black and white, we are precious in his sight. Instead of that being something, uh, obviously the devil's not going to say that, but he's trying to make divide Mm. and then divide and make me feel like either I am better than everybody else because I am this or because I'm this, everybody needs to treat me a certain way because I'm the Mm. victim now. And so he's trying to bring it into these pockets and silos Mm. that then once you're in that silo of, again, I'm black versus white, I'm educated versus not, I'm a woman versus a man, I'm a man versus a woman, you know, like all these kind of things. He tries to make it then if you can get in a silo that that's the only way you see yourself, then it becomes a pit of despair. Then everybody's against me because, and you start to blame whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's because I don't have an education. That's why everything is bad. And then you never have hope for mm-hmm. the future. And what the Word of God does, it takes gender, race, age, success, education, and it lays it all mm-hmm. at the foot of the cross. Yep. And now you only come to Him because of what He has done. Mm-hmm. And then because of who He is inside of you, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yes. And nothing is impossible to those who believe. Yes. Whew. Now, none of those categories matter at all. Mm. Now, it doesn't mean that I can't be a woman and say, praise God, I'll glorify God as a woman. But if I was a man, I'd glorify God as a man. Yeah. But guess what? I was made to be a woman, so that's what I'm going to be. Yes. I'm not going to change it. Right? <laughs> yes. And But the world says, no, I'll change everything because, you know, woe is you where you're at. Mm. So try to be something different or at least condemn those who are different. Yeah. And so I think this is this is really key about identity. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's key. A couple things you said, you know, uh, you said the world tries to put people into silos. Mm -hmm. And we had um, Alex McFarlane sharing today, and he was talking about how, you know, an attack on identity is necessary to manipulate someone. Yes. So that is what the enemy is doing in the world today is attacking people's identities so that they can be manipulated with lies. Yep. And but 
the opposite with God is just, and this is so crazy as well, how the world has twisted that word equality, because like you said, with God, <laughs> everything is laid down. And yeah. now it's just about your identity in him. That sounds like equality to me. Like everyone yeah. has this opportunity to go and do the works of God, to do the impossible, Amen. no matter yep. your past, anything. Amen. I mean, uh, he talks about there's neither Jew nor Greek. Mm. There's neither there's neither male or female. Yeah. There's neither slave nor master. Mm. I mean, it talks about these key things in the word of God. And and even with husbands and wives, submit one to another. Mm. Doesn't yeah. say that there's not roles of a man and roles of a woman, but he also says, Listen, guys, submit one to another as yes. you submit unto God. Yes. It's like let's let's bring it to now let's bring it to the word of God and the word of God starts dictating versus mm. just like I'm your boss, so therefore and I'm yes. a man, so therefore I'm the mom, so I therefore yeah. right. It's like, okay, we'll bring it back to something that's unchanging because society can change all around you. Yeah. What was once mocked now is celebrated. Once yeah. something's called evil, now it's called good. Good's called evil. Things change in the world, but the word of God keeps being the thing that you bring back and make everything even on. Yes, yes, that's awesome. And honestly, it's so cool just coming back to purpose. Uh, when you believe what God says about you, you believe that identity, you can go out and do anything because mm -hmm. it's not based on yourself. And that's something I've definitely had even more of a revelation of through Karis is like, yeah. God said to me, Grace, this is not about you. So you don't have to worry about how you're going to perform or not perform yeah, or whatever, you know? So if God's called us, like you said, it's just obey and yeah. not think about yourself or, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I also wanted to touch on the subject of the love of God, which we've talked about a bit already, but you have a lot of revelation on this. Could you just share some of what God's showing you right now about his love? Yeah, I think this is, um, it's funny because Andrew Womack and I were talking about this and he says, you know, sometimes the hardest message to teach is the love of God because we can kind of grow up with this thing of Jesus loves me, this I know for mm -hmm. the Bible tells me so, but nobody then lives within a, an accurate revelation because mm -hmm. they still try to apply the way the world loves. Yeah. I love you if, yeah. I love you when, yeah. I love you because. Mm -hmm. And so then we think that God is the same way. Mm -hmm. And that's what is so beautiful about the message of God's love is that he loved us first. We love yeah. him because he first loved us. Like he, he says, let me be the example of love. Let me exemplify, demonstrate, activate, and yeah. then that'll teach you how to love versus try to let the world teach you how to love or receive or not receive my love based on how the world has loved you, failed you, mm. disappointed you. Mm. And so <clears throat> what I feel like the Lord is teaching me personally right now with God's love is, you know, I'm always going back to the foundations, but to me, the, the love of God brings two really unique things, a lot of things, but unique things for me right now. Um, it brings utter humility mm. and absolute radical confidence. Yes. And they're, and they're married to each other. Or you just know, if not for the love of God, oh, mm. if not for God's grace in my life, oh my gosh, I could not have done, and Lord, that situation and this situation, and you just have this humility of, oh God, thank you. Yes. And I wouldn't be anything and couldn't do anything without yes. that love. 
Yes. Uh huh. But because of that love, man, yes. come on, world, you need this, and I have yes. the answer, and I know what you need, and I have the right thing for you, and I'll yes. tell you what you're hurting and what you're missing, and I'll tell you, like all of a sudden, now love gives you confidence. It's like you know what? I have a message, and I can change the world with this message. And you know, if God loves me, I don't care what anybody else thinks about me. I'm not going to be held captive by anybody else because、yeah. I know God loves me.、Yeah. So it brings like this humility, but it brings like this. Utter radical confidence、mm. in God, so you can have that "go get it" attitude、yes. we were talking about earlier. Because, man, if I'm loved, well, let's go, Jesus,、yes. right? Because you're not looking for people to approve you, or you don't have this fear of you know you don't have this fear of man, nor do you have the love of man in、mm. you, because you have the love of God、yes. in you. From God's love, you can love man, but you're not waiting for them to love you.、Mm. So your obedience is not. Dependent upon、mm-hmm. someone else's approval,、mm-hmm. <clears throat> your obedience is based on this momentum of who、yes. he is within you. Yes, and so that's what I feel like. That、I'm、is、saying. so good. I、yeah. got so much out of that answer. <laughs> that's so good. I love how you talked about confidence. I feel like that is also something God's growing me in right now. Is that that is related to His love? And even when I was younger, I had a bit more of a performance mentality. Not necessarily that my performance. I knew God loved me, and I knew that God loved us, like no matter what we do.、Mm-hmm. But I still felt like maybe from other people, like acceptance was based on if I'm performing well. Yeah. And、um, so God's just really growing me because then if you go into a situation where you're not confident in your own ability to、mm-hmm. perform well, you lack confidence to do that. Yeah. And so God's just growing me in like. No, confidence is based in me and in how I see you and in my love for you. So walking into a situation, it's not based on yourself anyway. It's、Amen. not about you,、mm-hmm. because actually that's kind of like pride to walk into that situation and be like, oh my gosh, like what about you, me? Exactly. You make it all about yourself. You're、yep. worried about what others are going to think about you, rather than like the mission God's called you to in that situation. Exactly.、Um, so that's huge and that's awesome. Um, mm, you, <laughs> yeah, this is awesome.、Uh, you also have a lot of revelation on relationships,、mm-hmm. specifically marriage, dating. Can you share some of your key pearls of wisdom? Well,、uh, oh my goodness, there is so much about relationships, dating, marriage, sexuality, and I think honestly, the, revel- the revelation of those things has come from relationship with God.、Mm-hmm. You can't do relationship well with anybody、mm-hmm. if you don't have relationship with God well.、Yeah. So he teaches you how to have relationship with friends, and he、mm-hmm. teaches you how to have boundaries, and he teaches you how to find identity in your relationship with him. Versus,、mm-hmm. I, I, for me to be happy, for me to be complete, I must be married,、yeah. and then this person has to love me this way、mm-hmm. if I'm ever going to be anything. And、mm-hmm. what happens is there's all these things that we, if it's not based off the Word of God,、mm-hmm. then all these relationships get built on expectations.、Yeah. Or, or even imagery of the world, or、mm-hmm. you know the way your mama and dad are、mm-hmm. raised, you kind of thing, and you can have all these expectations that then get dashed、mm-hmm. um, because they're they're fleeting. They're like the winds and waves. Um, because you built your house on the sand, yeah. But if you build your house on the rock, that includes、yes. your marriage and your relationships. You build it on the rock. The wind and the storms come,、mm-hmm. but you don't fall apart. Praise、yeah. God, because it was built on something bigger than that person. Yeah. So my biggest thing with relationships is telling people you don't find your identity in a relationship.、Mm-hmm. You don't find it in singleness. You don't find it in divorce. You don't、mm-hmm. find it in, you know, that you're a teenager or, or you're an old person. You, you stop putting limitations nor success based on simply a status. Yes. 
and that you understand what it means to be a child of God. And yes. from that, then you become the woman, the man, the husband, the wife, the mother, the friend, the mm -hmm. you know, support system, anything you need to be in relationships. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I always tell people is that time is not an enemy. Yeah when it comes to relationships, especially for singles. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say, you know, don't get around the group of people that is panting for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Desperately, you know, yes. because then you find that anxiousness like, I can't start my call of God in my life until I'm married. No, you can start it right now. Time yes. is not an enemy. Yes. It actually is creating and developing and giving you opportunity to become more and be more and do more so that you have more to offer in yes. a relationship. And with marriages, you know, for those that are married, you know, the enemy has those men, those are in his targets as well because he knows the power of covenant relationship. Yeah. So that's why I always tell people, they're like, well, how's my relationship with my spouse? Are we supposed to like worship God together, read the Bible together, do all these things? You still have your own personal relationship with mm -hmm. God because if you don't, then you'll always blame the other person. Mm, yeah. Well, if, if he was more like this or if she was more <laughs> like that, then we could have a ba ba da ba ba da ba. And you yeah. always look at it and you have these eyesights of the other person is to blame mm -hmm. versus when you look to your own relationship with the word and God, then God's able to work on you. Mm. Then you bring a strength and a servant attitude, yeah. perspective, communication and anointing into the marriage. And if the other person is doing the same thing in their relationship with God, then when you come together, like this is what the Lord showed me and this is what I learned. And then when you pray together, it is powerful because you're bringing two equals one. Yeah. And so then there's a multiplied synergy of relationship with God. So you have these private relationships with God, but then it multiplies into this powerful covenant yes. to two equal 10,000 type of thing, yes. right? So this, these are some of the things that um, I believe about revelation and that it is important to God. Because if you can, if you fail in relationships, then the enemy says, who are you? Mm. Who are you to tell anybody else how to live their life? I mean, you can't even live yours. Yeah. And so that's why we just say, no, no, no. You know what, God, I'm inviting you so that the success mm. of relationships, even if someone else fails me, mm. I can stay healthy yeah. so that um, now I can speak to other people. And yeah. even if I have failed in relationships, I can be redeemed to then tell people, hey, don't do what I did. This is how <laughs> the way God you know, renewed it. Yeah. And so um, we need to give thought. We need to mm. give surrender to, of relationships to God so that yes. he can be glorified in them. Yes. And so we don't sit in the corner and go, I have nothing to say. I've disqualified myself forever. Yeah. No, you have it. You've not disqualified yourself forever. Yes. You get up, you let the love of God touch it, and then you move into health. That's good. That's so good. You said so much in that. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing is from what you're saying is that it really comes back to that relationship with God yeah. and finding yourself in him, not in someone else. And also finding your purpose and everything in him, not with someone else. Yeah. Um, you complete me. No one completes <laughs> you. Don't put that pressure on yes. someone else. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's so good. And, um, and also what you said about time is not the enemy, you mm -hmm. know. Um, preparation time is never wasted time. And I think as well, a lot of the time, and we hear instructors say this at Karis, like rather than praying, God, like bring me someone, it's like, God, make me who I need to be to be ready for that. Make me someone. <laughs> like make me someone that's just like, wow, baby. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Um, so um, I want to really quickly touch on this question and then we'll move to the three minute challenge because I know we don't have a lot of time okay. left. Um, but. Just touch a little bit on just the joy of being a mom and how you balance being a mom and 
fulfilling your calling and doing what you do? Well, I've never been a mum. I've been a mom. Mom? <laughs> no. Um, I'm a mum and a mom. Um, I love, I love, I love my babies. Uh, yes. And, you know, I, I, it has just been um, such a blessing. You know, I have two kids. I have a, a daughter. She's mm-hmm. almost a teenager, and I have a little boy. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And um, I think that the joy is realizing that, okay, number one, I've been entrusted. Mm. And God God recreated, like, man, we, we could become creators? That's yeah. amazing. Yes. Like, God, God said, I mean, I believe God destined our children, but mm-hmm. he also said, hey, guys, create. Create yes. life. Oh, yes. my gosh. But he didn't say create life just to create life. He said create life and then nurture it in the way, the truth, and the life so that then they could become. And I, I look at children as this. They, um, they're the arrows in which I text, touch the next generation. Wow. And the more I keep pulling back and training and keep sewing and mm-hmm. keep sac- even myself sacrificing, kind of like a bow and arrow, mm-hmm. I pull back and I'm doing and I'm stretching them. One day it'll be time to release them. Mm. And either they'll be straight or crooked arrows at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and I can have done my best. And then they'll have some choices of where they land. And when they land in that spot, who are they going to be when yes. they land there? And that's what I get to influence right now. Mm. That's what I get to train up right now. And so I just consider that a a tremendous responsibility and a tremendous privilege and opportunity. And so you just think of legacy of your children's children's Mm. children. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's awesome. So I take it really important that my own relationship with God is exemplified Mm. to my children. And then, you know, when people say, well, how do, you, how do you do it? How do you do being a mom and being a vice president? And you direct the Bible college and we teach and we write books and we do TV, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, this is why I do believe that relationship with God also leads to schedule, like your time management mm-hmm. being led by the Lord. There's seasons where I can be busier. There's seasons I'm not. Yeah. And I'm very sensitive to seasons. Mm-hmm. What I need to take off my plate, delegate off so I can focus over here. And my kids never fall to the bottom of the pile. Mm-hmm. In the middle of a meeting, if my kids call, everybody knows. Hey, guys, if you see me texting, it's to my kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, I got to take this call. It's my family. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. my babysitter, she went to pick up the kids to bring them here. She's calling. Sorry, I always take that call. Mm-hmm. And I'm communicating. Mike and I are always trying to communicate. Listen, we're not going to apologize for being parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Parents is... Parents is part of our call, but also the things that we're doing for the Lord is part of our family. Mm. It's not like this is the line of death. This is family and this is ministry (laughs) and they do not therefore breathe on each other. No, they're constantly breathing on each other Mm. because now our kids are like, mom, when we are ministers, mom, when we like we exemplify ministry as well. So then there's times that ministry comes into our home Mm -hmm. with people over. The kids hear us talking about the we're, we're doing marriage counseling. We're, you know, we're encouraging people. We're worshiping the Lord with somebody it was like they see it it's one and it's it comes together yeah but then you're very sensitive to know like okay this weekend it's just about my kids me and my daughter we're going on a date yeah. we're gonna do something special so to me it's just really being um sensitive to the leading of the holy spirit yeah that's awesome. That's awesome. And again, it just comes back to relationship with God yeah. and that leading of the Holy Spirit, like you said. Um, and and I just love what you said about how your kids are arrows mm-hmm. and just that <laughs> that responsibility, but that privilege, that blessing. I know whenever I've like talked to my mom about mom, like, what was it like, like having kids, especially like, cause I was the firstborn. So like, what did it feel like, like having me and becoming a mom? Yeah. And my mom like always would say to me, well, like, 
she felt like, wow, God, you entrusted this life to me, this person mm -hmm. to me to be able to raise. And yeah. that was one of the first yeah. things that hit yeah. her. Yeah. So, um, so we always like to finish off on a three minute challenge with okay. the podcast because like we it. believe that faith without works is dead. So we don't mm -hmm. want people just listening and then not acting. So okay. what three minute challenge would you give to those listening? Um, evaluate your time. Mm. So, um, if you were to do a little time journal yes. of, you know, when you get up, what you do, how long you're on Facebook, you know, how long you you know, looked at your email, how long you watch TV. Yep. If you were to do that for a day, if you were to do that for a week even, mm -hmm. and just look at it and go, wow. I did a time journal one day <laughs> and I realized that the three, I was spending this time with the Lord, like me and the Lord, we're just going to do this. And three calls came in and I took all three of the calls and each one, and I, and I wrote it down how much they took. It took 10 minutes for each call. Mm. One was my mom, one was Mike, and another was another situation. And not that those weren't important phone calls to take, mm. but I realized I gave 30 minutes to that. Mm. 30 minutes of my time with the Lord, I gave to other people. Mm. So versus me saying, having it and saying, Hey, call you back and call you back in an hour. Yep. You know, and it was like all of a sudden interruptions and things started to mm. pull. And so mm. you want to get, you want to do these things. You want to be these things. You want to have more, but then you just constantly are pouring yourself out to all these unnecessary things. Mm -hmm. And I believe part of the, part of the opportunity of going to the next level is you reevaluate the level you're at. Yes. What am I doing? How am I doing it? Who am I doing it with? That is so good. Why am I doing it? Yep. And then you ask the Lord, is there anything you want to touch, change, move around? Mm. It's only because we're like, you only have so much time in a day. Yes, you do. You're yep. exactly right. You're a, it's a spiritual gift of 24 mm. hours. So how you use them, you actually give to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Mm. That is where people are like, well, I'd love to have these revelations about God's love, but I just don't have time to be with the Lord. Yeah. Okay, that's the challenge. Okay, so how much time can you be with the Lord and can you put him first? Yes. Well, I'd love to do that, but I'm just so unhealthy, I'm out of shape. Okay, so what are you going to do? Where can you find that time? And then once you find out what you need to do, you do the discipline of it. Mm. And discipline is not a four-letter word. Discipline <laughs> is grace in action and mobilization. Yes. Okay, God, I feel you're telling me to do this, so I need the grace to buckle down and obey. Mm. Yeah. And then with obedience comes the change. Yes. So that's what I would say as far as the a challenge. Evaluate your time. Yeah. Why, who, where. And then if you want to go to the next level, say what needs to change to go to the next level in my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And I know that God's told me to do this in something that just keep pulling me down. Mm -hmm. How do I address it and deal with it? Well, I just haven't had time to deal with it. Okay, so yeah. to go to that next level, there's going to be some things you need to deal with. Yeah. Would you take it back to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and just say, okay, what is what is one thing I need to change? You mm -hmm. start and you, maybe you got a 15 things that are distracting you. Okay, so what one thing do I need to get out as a distraction and how do I start to say no to it? And you start with one thing mm. and then you go to the next and the next and the next and that's how you transform your life. Yeah. So that would be my challenge. That is, is have people, awesome. you know, submit their time to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and he is going to guide them. Yeah. That is so, so awesome. And, and you know, life with God is about every single day, not just about Sunday or just about different things that that's we right. quote unquote do for God. Um, but it's about living that daily life with Him. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a very powerful way to make sure that you do that. And I think sometimes like, uh, 
when you do time journaling, you actually have a shock of like, oh my gosh, I spent all that time on that and I didn't realize. <laughs> and so um, I think that's super, super powerful. And I would encourage everyone listening, take time, evaluate your time, do a time journal, um, and then ask the Lord, okay, what do I need to change to reach the next Amen. level, like you said. So thank you so, oh, you so much for coming on. That was really, really awesome. Uh, thank you to everyone who is listening. Um, remember to subscribe and follow along so you never miss a new episode. And I will speak to you soon.